Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Is God fulfilling His promise? God is faithful and He keeps His promise, but sometimes we don't feel that because when things are not going well and then when the troubles and pains and sufferings are taking too much long, longer than we expected, we may feel like God is not really keeping His promise. Maybe God uh, is away from His job and God is not listening to our prayers and we can complain about all these things especially when we see a lot of great uh, troubles and uh, disasters taking place this time. Now, in the Old Testament, some prophets were, some of the other people of God were also asking this question, how long, how long are you going to uh, keep away from fulfilling your promise? So we can see the great deal of these kind of questions raised even among Christians. Is God really faithful? Does God really fulfill His promise? So that is something that we want to look at as we navigate the future through the book of Revelation. Now, some people say, you know, God is not really faithful. God is not even there because look at all the look at all the look at the world. You know, the world is still evil, and it looks like God is not really doing anything about it. God is not really keeping up His promise. I want us to look at what Scripture really says, and then we need to look at how faithful He is. So let's look at Revelation chapter ten, verses six through seven and ten. Through eleven, and swore by him who lives forever and ever, and who created heaven, and the things in it, and the earth, and the things in it, and the sea, and the things in it, and there will be delay no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, then the mystery of God is finished, as he preached to his servants the prophets. I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it, and in my mouth it was sweet as honey. And when I when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. And they said to me, "You must prophesy again concerning many peoples and nations and the tongues and the kings." Amen. So there are two points I want to make from this passage. The first one is fulfillment. God is faithful, and God fulfills His promise. And the second one is proclamation. Okay, so we need to proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus. Because God is fulfilling His promise, so let's go one by one. The first point is fulfillment. Let's look at verse six again. And swore by Him who is in God, by Him who lives forever and ever. So it talks about who God is. God is forever. God is faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He exists forever. He is the Creator, and He is the King of Kings, and He is the Lord of Lords. He is the mighty, Almighty God, who is above all things. He lives forever and ever. And then we can see that uh, the the Creator God here, who created heaven. Heaven and the things in it, not just the heaven, but the things in it, and the earth, and the things in it, and the sea, and the things in it. Okay, so we can we see that this statement, this verse, verse six, is starting with God's attribute that God is above all things, and then it answers this. The the following verse is answering our questions: Does God keep His promise? And why is it taking so long? Well, it says there will be. Delay, no longer. What does that mean? Delay no longer. That means there has been some delay, but there will be no more delay. 
Okay, what is going on here? What what is this delay really meaning here? In a second Peter chapter 3 verse 9, we see God's heart for the nations. That God's promise is not slow as somebody as some other people say, but God is patient toward us because he wants everyone to come to repentance. That is the heart of God. In other words, God wants everyone to turn away from their sin and turn to Christ to Jesus. And to do that, God is waiting for them to turn away. God is waiting for them to repent and believe in Christ Jesus so that they can be saved. So we see the clear reason why God is delaying. However, the, the, today's verse, verse 6, clearly said, there will be no more delay. That means there will be an expiration of this delay. That God is going to stop delaying this, uh, His promise because there is the end of this patience, the God's patience. God is going to finish at some point so that there will be no delay. Let's go back to today's passage again. and It says, Delay no longer, verse 7, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, now, the context of this passage in chapter 10 is in between 6th angel and 7th angel, uh, angel. And when the 7th angel blows the trumpet, the, the promise of God will be completely fulfilled. So that is what, is what is going on here. In the days of the voice of the 7th angel, when he is about to sound, then the mystery of God, okay, mystery of God, is finished. Amen. Okay? As he preached to his servants, the prophets. So it says, clearly says, the mystery of God is going to be finished. What does really mean here? Of course, mystery, it's God's word. It's the gospel of Christ to Jesus. And then the promises that God has promised. All of these things will be finished. Finished as the seventh angel blows the trumpet. So we can see in this in this passage, verse six and seven, that we uh, we saw the delay, and then that delay is not because God is not faithful, but it's because of God's compassion for the people, so that we will be able to turn to the Lord. However, there will be the end of it. God is not going to wait forever. And his promise will be completed. It will be finished at some point. And that's when the seventh angel will trump, uh, blow the trumpet. So we have to know that there's an expiration date for God's patience. So that, um, that, uh, that would be the end of this promise. So we have to be careful when we say, oh, God is not really keeping up His promise, God is not really answering, maybe God is not there, that is not the case. We need to see it with the God's perspective. We need to see it because of His love for us. But at the same time, we need to have the urgency because God's promise will be fulfilled at some point and then He will not go into delay. He has His own time. He has His own timeline and His clock, His clock is ticking so that we have to be awakened up and we have to be aware of this uh, of this truth so that we can be all expect and know that God is faithful and he always keeps his promise 
God is not incapable of uh, executing His promise. God is all-powerful, God is all-glorious, and God is all-faithful, that He knows His time, and He will do it in His time, in His power, in His wisdom, in His way. So, let's always keep on trusting God who is faithful, and let us always be uh, prepared for His promise to be fulfilled. Now, let's go to the next point, which is the proclamation. Let's look at the next passage here. So, in verse 10, it says, I took the little book out of the angel's hand. So, who is I? John. John, the disciple of Jesus Christ, he took the little book. So, this is not the, the book that Jesus, the Lamb of God, took. Okay, this is a completely different book. It's just a little book out of the angel's hand and ate it. And in my mouth, it was sweet as honey. And when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. Hmm, what is, what does it really going, what is going on here? Now, this is also, um, this part is alluded in Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 2 and chapter 3, we see the imagery of the eating the book. And then it says it was sweet in the mouth, but it was uh, bitter in in the stomach. So what does this really uh, mean here? Now, a lot of commentators uh, say that this is the same book, of course, this is the same little book, but different responses. When it's as uh, sweet as honey, in the mouth, it is for those who believe in Christ Jesus. The Word of God is the good message. The Word of God is the sweet message. Message. It is the sweetest message for those who follow Christ Jesus, those who believe in Christ Jesus. You know, we see a lot of imagery and a lot of uh, the praise of God's Word. In Psalm 119, verse 97, Oh, how I love your Word. I meditated day and night. You can see the psalmist praise the Word of God, saying it's so sweet, it's so good. The more I take it, the more I read it. It is so sweeter, this sweeter. And I love God and His Word. So we can see how sweet that it is. You know, have you experienced the sweetness of God's Word? When I was growing up, I grew up in a Christian family. Before I met Christ Jesus uh, in person in 2000, September, reading the Bible was kind of ritualistic to me. Then I honestly, I did not really get much joy of reading God's Word. It was more like a mandatory thing. But after I met Christ Jesus, then I began to truly see the sweetness of God's Word. The reading God's Word, the intaking and meditating God's Word is not... It's not a mundane thing, but it is the most joyous thing. And each day, even though it's the same word, it becomes sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. The message of God, the gospel message, the word of God is certainly a good news. Of course, it penetrates our heart. However, just like Hebrews chapter 4, 12, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. It will penetrate our heart, but there's a sweetness of God's healing, God's redemption. It is to uh, help us to uh, re really repent, turn away from our sin, and turn to the Lord who is merciful, who is loving, who is full of joy. So there's a sweetness, definitely the sweetness of God's Word. However, for those who do not follow Christ Jesus. For those who do not believe in Christ Jesus, the Word of God will be bitter to them. So that's what it's meaning here. It's the same message, same gospel. But for those who do not want to 
believe in Jesus, who do not want to come to Jesus Christ, this word of God would be the most painful message to them. They're trying to hide themselves from God. They try to, uh, you know, block their ears not to hear from the from the word of God because it is so painful. And then still, yet they do not want to repent of their sins. Well, even if in the, they're in the church, church building, in their worship services, they will not pay attention to the Word of God because the Word of God is so bitter. And they will look for some sweet message to them, some the, uh, the tickling message that will gratify or they will justify their wrongdoings. And they will look for those pastors and those churches and those messages that were saying, you know, what you are doing is fine. Just keep on doing. God still loves you. That kind of sugar-coated message so that they will think that they are not sinners and what they do is uh, not that serious in front of God. And they will try to justify themselves and they will try to find a message or pastors or messengers who will justify their sinful doings. But the problem is they are on their highway to hell. And the good message, the true message, the gospel of Christ Jesus will torture them. It will be like a bitter message to them. Ultimately, they will face the judgment according to what God says. Again, God's message is always true and God is faithful and God is going to fulfill it. The day of judgment is coming. It's not going to be delayed no more because God is going to keep it. Keep the keep the keep his promise, so that we have to be aware. But sadly, these people who do not follow Christ Jesus, this message of judgment, this message of gospel, is not a good message at all. It will be the most painful, bitter message to them. So, what should we do? We need to proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus. Let's look at the final verse, which is verse eleven. It says, "And they said to me." You must prophesy again, look at this word, again, concerning many peoples and the nations and tongues and the kings. So the angel was saying to uh, John, you need to prophesy. So in other words, you need to proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus again. That means at some point, John preached, prophesied uh, this, this gospel message, but one-time proclamation is not enough. We need to do it again, again, again. That's what it means here. Now, what does that really mean for us? For us, you know, God's promise is going to be fulfilled. And God is not going to wait forever. God's patience is running out. And He is going to judge the world. And those people who have not follow Christ Jesus, the message of gospel is going to be the most painful message, most judgmental message to them, and they will be judged forever in the eternal place called hell. So that our calling is this. We need to prophesy this message again. We should not stop prophesying this message. We must prophesy this message again, 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 until Christ Jesus comes and judge the world. Think about Noah's time, you know, when Noah was building the ark. I'm sure that Noah was not just uh, doing the construction work. He preached, he prophesied about the upcoming flood. But I don't think he just did it one time because he had several hundred years of constructing this ark that he should, he most likely preached, prophesied this message many times. But yet, 
only eight people received and then only eight people were saved. So it doesn't matter how many people are paying attention to. It's not our job. It is God's job. And God is going to really change their heart and stir their hearts. But our job is this. We need to keep on preaching the gospel, gospel, gospel. Again, again, again. Second uh, Peter 4, 2, we need to preach the word in season, out of season. When it's uh, in season, like when the people are coming and gathering and their hearts are open, and it's like a really in season, it's like a really good timing to preach the word. But what about the people who are not, you know, paying attention to the message and they're not really coming to the church? Does that mean that we just kind of leave them alone like that? No, we need to go out to them. Even if they are rejecting, rebellious, we still need to prophesy again. We need to proclaim the gospel again, again. So that is the solemn calling. I know it's a very difficult, but this is God's word. We need to do that because of the imminent uh, coming return of Christ Jesus. So how should we live? First of all, we need to trust and depend on God who is faithful. Even when people are saying, you know, God's promise is not really uh, going to happen because look at all the world and the science, technology, and all these things will be uh, our guidance and then our, our director. Well, no, that is not the case. God is still alive and God is looking at his time and he knows that when he is going to come and fulfill all these promises, he is faithful. So we must depend on him and we must follow him and never, never be swayed from our faith in Christ Jesus, who is faithful. And second, we need to proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus. Yes, Jesus' return is for sure. He is coming. He is coming. He is returning. And he is he's going to receive his church. The churches will be raptured, taken away. And then God, Jesus, is going to judge the rest of the world. So we must at this time, before the time runs out, before God's patience runs out, we must go and share the gospel. We must proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus so that more people, one more people, would hear the word. And by God's grace, it will be really awesome, great, if that person turns away from his or her sin and turns to Jesus Christ. We need to keep on preaching, not one time, but again, again. Just, just because you went to a mission trip like uh, five years ago one time and then you feel like uh, your job is done, that is not the case even today. Today, you need to go and share the gospel of Christ Jesus. And is, is your job done? No. Tomorrow, you need to go and share the gospel. And day after tomorrow, go and share the gospel of Christ Jesus. We need to do this again and again. Some churches are doing evangelism events only two times a year, in Easter and Christmas time. That should not be the case. It should be 365, 24-7. Every day, every day, every day, whenever we have an opportunity, we must prophesy again. So that more people would hear the gospel of Christ Jesus. More than uh, almost 4 billion people in the world who ha they have not heard the gospel of Christ Jesus. That is a huge, that is the most devastating fact that we need to work together as body of Christ Jesus so that everyone in the world will hear the gospel of Christ Jesus. At least they will need, at least once in their lifetime, to hear the full gospel of Christ Jesus so they will have a chance to repent, turn away from their sin, and turn to Christ Jesus. So let's 
trust in the faithfulness of God, and let's proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus. His promise will be fulfilled. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this solemn message. Father, we know that your promise will be fulfilled. Even when things are not going well, we know that you are faithful, you are always great, and your promise will be fulfilled. So, Father, please help us to prophesy, to proclaim this gospel of Christ Jesus to all around the world so that everyone would hear your word clearly. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.